0: And welcome into the roundtable. Bill Priestley here with Zach Strickland, Tony Mulvey. And what we're going to do today is take a look at, obviously, the new forecast uh, that we have in freight, especially on the truckload side, and look in terms of uh, maybe what the new expectations are in terms of where things are going. You guys had a chance to go through these charts uh, yesterday um, with, uh, with great detail in terms of, how we are now reassessing the situation. So let me throw up the uh, the NTI here first, because again, these are this is the same chart that Craig used uh, in his article that came out earlier on this week. And uh, so now, obviously, we're just seeing the current situation in white there. And as we continue to dip down, uh, looking below 2019 and 2020, as that you know, that obviously the surge then starts at that point in 2020 when we had that the pandemic sit in. Now at this point. What I want to talk about is is the expectations. For instance, before we were talking about recovery maybe coming in the second half. That maybe, you know, that was there was some agreement, some disagreement there. But basically said by the end of the year, I think we're going to see some some recovery. Now things have changed. Uh, Where is the best case scenario? Let's not talk about worst case scenario. Where's the best case scenario right now, Zach? As we as we look forward here.
1: Yeah, best case scenario is that capacity uh, corrects quickly, (laughs) Um, you know, or I guess actually the best case scenario is that demand Surges again, and we go back to the pandemic era consumer <laughs> boom. But that's just not reality. Like, I, right? The best case scenario well, is that given we don't given
0: have the circumstances to. we have right
1: now, yeah. that's not going to happen. That that's very, very, very unlikely without another black swan type event. Right? To, and and the government is actively fighting that.
0: <laughs> so yes, that's true.
1: There, there is there is you know inflation. Natural processes are really really stacked up against that type of scenario. So I don't think you know when you say best case, let's just say best case with. Uh, Within reason. (laughs) okay. So reality is, it's like the best case scenario is that demand remains relatively stable and consistent for the rest of the year. What Craig's article was really uh, pointing out is that that may not be the case. Uh, People, the reason for people's optimism is that, you know, demand is now floored out. We're where we are. And it's going to kind of have, actually have some upward pr- momentum on it because inventories are now in correction. They're they're actually back to where we uh, need them to be. And we can forecast demand. It lines up with sales uh, perfectly. And w- we can get back to this normalcy, uh, if you will. And that's the best case scenario. So capacity corrects quickly. Demand remains consistent to stable to slightly higher because inventories are now right-sized and now we can actually start normal shipping patterns once again that still isn't great for trucking <laughs> yeah uh trucking operators there's too many of them there's too many of them right now that's just the bottom line when you look at the data there's exits uh hitting all-time highs right now revocations from the fmcsa hitting all-time highs and you know so the best case scenario is that capacity corrects quickly and hits that normal and then we actually like, start to get back to some semblance
2: of predictability.
0: Best case scenario for
2: you, Mr. Mulvey. I mean, I think you summed it up perfectly right there. I mean, the the one, I think, would be that the consumer continues this, like, resilience factor that we've seen. I think Walmart highlighted it earlier today in their earnings release saying that, because, I mean, Hill, they grew revenue by 7% year over year, which is, is good, but it was a conversation that you start looking at, the consumer's looking for value. What is Walmart? It is a value play for the consumer. I think you see, I think the best case scenario was their balance sheets are a little better off than what people may think they are. And then come the back half of the year, they can go back more into that discretionary spending on items and not not focusing right now on basically needs uh, as opposed to Going back to those wants that they've been living on for, what, the last two years that really drove a lot of the freight demand.
0: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting transition there as far as that's concerned. Everybody take a deep breath. (laughs) Uh, Worst case scenario, obviously, again, within reason, uh, because the the bottom is within sight uh, for a lot of people. Um, So where are we looking at in terms of how this could possibly go if the tsunami is going to hit us this hard?
1: So, worst case scenario is that everybody's kind of expecting. If we pull up the NTI chart, like a lot of people, even ACT Research, uh, you know, a, a lot of these an- al- analysis pieces are stating, okay, things just can't drop that much further, and they're citing reasons such as costs for for carriers. You see the spot right there; it fell another clip. It looked like in April, you know, there were a lot of articles coming around at the end of March, even myself included. It looked like uh, even our forecast showed there was a bottoming in April uh, Mm -hmm. for for spot rates. What it did was it leveled out a little. It stopped short, leveled out. And then in May, it fell unexpectedly again. Mm -hmm. It's weird to see this leveling off for this length of time. And then the month of May, traditionally a seasonally strong month for freight, have another drop off because we have the holidays, we have road check, we have all these reasons to think. And I, I think our forecast actually took those into account. Uh, But what we saw was another little decline. It's starting to show a little bit of an uptick here as we approach the holiday. But you also have to keep in mind, this is spot market. (laughs) And spot market volumes are not high. So you get this mixing component. So you have this uh, irregular freight that shows up around the holidays, which can artificially inflate spot market prices. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily reflective of the aggregated market. We look at things like OTVI and the contract market to see really what's going on with freight patterns in general. And so worst case scenario is that we're not on the bottom. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) You know, everybody's expecting this bottom to hit right now and summer volumes tend to take over. But the reality is, is that even if demand increases seasonally by two to three percent or five percent. Yeah there's still too many trucks. Yeah, There's still, like, you know, I did the article, 25% too much. I mean, I was not being hyperbolic. That is based on math and logic. Read the article. Uh, Carriers were handling 25% more freight than they were in early March (laughs) in late 2021, and capacity grew after that. So it's not about the number of trucks on the road. It's how much can carriers handle and are willing to handle. Yeah, And right now, with rejection rates around 2.5%, they're willing to handle... Way more uh, than they can,
0: Tony. <laughs> they, I know you're hopelessly optimistic in most situations, but what do you see as a possible, uh, not worst case scenario, but obviously within
2: reason? I think. I mean, it would be we stay at this bottom for what another year, or we find the bottom here relatively soon, but then stay at it for a year. Like why? Like what? What could drive this back up? I think is the the key indicator. I mean, worst case scenario is spending patterns continue to soften and change. We see this continued shift in the consumer. Grant, we saw retail sales increase in April, but it was like 0.4%. I mean, it's relatively muted, especially when you've had two declines. Like, Is that gonna continue to, are we gonna see that through the months where you would expect to be spending money? And then you factor in retail sales, like some of that spending goes to like, services too. It's not just on good spending. You've seen good spending continue to decline. I think the overall would be spending continues to slow. You see manufacturing continue to slow. You see construction slow. It's like all these components of the macro environment slow and then prolong, right, for another year. Uh, I mean, ultimately, it's going to force people out of the market, but it's like Zach said, how fast does that happen?
0: So then let me ask you the economic question, which may, may or may not be best addressed here, but nevertheless, what is it, like you said, you know, we're maybe looking at this for a year. Obviously, nobody can make a decision and just turn this around. But what needs to happen? What decisions are, are, are on the horizon that need to at least curb this a little bit so that we have a chance, Zach, to get to a quote unquote best case scenario?
1: So, uh, number one, the government has to stop fighting demand. <laughs> uh, yeah. th- they have to stop trying to destroy demand. The Fed, uh, think to think that one figure controls inflation by itself is, yeah. is insanity. Uh, there are numerous components to why inflation is, is growing, one of them being... Corporations. I, this was my chart of the week this last week. Corporations are still trying to get
2: their margins back. Yeah, and you hear that <laughs> yeah. in earnings calls, like it's, they're trying to get margins back to pre pandemic levels. But is they, that they is that
0: just com, uh, company speak because they want to be optimistic, or is that is that no, that's reality. That's, okay. Yeah, that,
1: right. that's not something that you would want to tell your customers. Hey, we're raising prices because we're we're trying to make more money.
0: Like yeah. that's okay. that's All not right. okay. That's
1: not PR. That's actually the wrong thing to say. Yeah. Uh, but I I, I think. You know, the fact is, if you looked at the chart of the week, it shows, and it's not a one to one comparison by any means. It's not like I took Target and Walmart's, you know, cost and lined them up with their revenue precisely, but these are aggregated figures. Yeah. (laughs) And the point being is that input costs have been going down since March of 2022, and CPI continues to grow. Yeah. And part of that reason is because the spread between the costs and the retail price have not grown back to where they were prior to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not the company's fault for wanting to do this. They have a fiduciary responsibility and publicly traded companies to grow their shareholder value. So
2: that means that their margins, they have a a benchmark margin they're trying to hit. Yep, exactly. I mean, it's spot on, and that's why I don't really, like, when they say that, it's like, oh, I know what this means, but I don't think anything of it, because they're playing to their shareholders, right? I mean, ultimately, that is... That's all they care about, right? I mean, their job is to generate that shareholder value, and I think that is one of those trends that fighting demand is is just. It sounds. It's demand is already eroded. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You can't go much further, right? Like that's the the other side. I think, and there's the government's slow moving too, right? They look at lagging indicators, exactly. And so what they're doing now is fighting things that were happening. This time last year, not now, right? The the macroeconomic outlook now is very different than it was this time last year. Yep.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna have, buckle up, folks. It's gonna be a long haul. Hopefully, we'll be closer to the best case scenario. We'll take a short break and come back and wrap up this edition of FreightWaves. Now, after this, thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.